5: Four o'clock here on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And every Tuesday, mostly, we we are joined by Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata. And he's on the line right now. What's happening, Jordan?
0: A long time
5: no see, guys. (laughs) It's funny. I was getting ready to
2: say – I was going to say the same thing. Um, So, I I won't bore you with going over uh, Sunday's game. Jack may have some of those questions. I'm I'm more interested, Jordan, in – yeah. The, the mindset right now moving forward, it's almost, you know, from a player standpoint, it's like, okay, it's a new season. It's the postseason. Everybody is on, on the same level playing field. I'm just wondering, from you personally, where's your energy level at? Where's your mindset at? And what's the team like right now as you guys get ready for uh, Tampa Bay next week?
0: Yeah, I think personally my mindset's uh pretty simple. It's uh, go hard to go home. You know, it's – I think keeping it simple is gonna be the best thing right now. Um yeah, you know, so that's why I've just kind of just been like you know, it it's a new it's, it's a new week. Um you know, people have been saying it's you know, is zero, 0 everything, you know, it's new season, da da da. But truth is, you know, this is this is it. We lose the game, we're done. Hmm. Jordan you so, said I'm yeah. just
5: curious, do, do you sense confidence amongst your teammates in that? I mean, what's kind of been, I mean, last week you talked a lot about the, the vibes being high and getting back to playing Eagles football. I yeah. mean, do you, do you sense that from your teammates?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I think we thrive when our when we have our backs up against the wall and we're sort of the underdog mentality kind of kicks in. So, yeah, I feel like the guys will embrace that fact. Like, this is just what I feel personally. This is what I'm doing. Um, so you know, if guys want to draw inspiration from from how I'm attacking this postseason, you know, then so be it. But yeah, this is it. Reality is, you know, we got to win this game, and we have to do everything we can this week. And when it comes on Monday, and push comes to shove, we have got to go out there and play good Eagles football. And we haven't been doing that lately. But we, I have a tremendous amount of faith in in the players and the coaches that we can get it done. So yeah.
2: Yeah, you just touched on something I was going to ask you about. We we talked about it a little bit last night um, at the Players' Lounge. But, yeah, having faith uh, in the coaches. There's been a lot of talk about that on the outside uh, and whether or not you guys are still believing uh, in the messaging that's coming from Nick Sirianni. On your side of the ball, Brian Johnson as the offensive coordinator, do you feel like everybody – I know AJ talked about that last week. Do you feel like – everybody is, is pulling in the same direction and uh, is ready to go out there as Nick Sirianni is your leader and head coach?
0: Of course. Okay. Of course, we have to rally right now. We have to, again, believe, have faith. You know, players have to play and coaches have to coach. And at the end, of the, when, when all is said and done, then we can go back and look at everything and see see what was wrong. And then we can have conversations about that. But right now, you know, players need to play, coaches need to coach. Simple as that. Leave it at that. Stay in your lane, and and we just got to attack every day because that's all we have left. This week is all we have left until next week comes. Mm-hmm. We got to go earn it.
2: You, you brought up staying in your lane. I know part of your lane is uh, knocking defensive linemen off the ball, <laughs> right? And, and so I'm looking at this game, Jordan, and I'm looking and I'm saying, man, you guys ran for over 200 plus yards against Tampa in that first matchup. I know it was early in the season, but that's still something you guys were successful at, running the football in this game. Um, you, 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 Without giving away the game plan, I would imagine that's something you guys as an offense, particularly O-Lyman, are sort of looking forward to being able to do, uh, taking on Tampa this upcoming Monday. Is trying to establish that running game.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and you know, you know what else is uh, staying in my lane? Making sure I don't give up sacks. So you know, you can't give up <laughs> sacks that's when true. you're running the ball. So of course, you're goddamn right that I want to run the ball. And offensive linemen across the league love it when you run the ball. But there's no point in running the ball if you can't do it efficiently. And that's where it comes back down to the technique, to the execution. You know, Coach says, Coach Stout says something every day to us, and it's execution fuels emotion. And I think that's what you're going to get out of us this week.
5: Well, we 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 take the same mentality heading into every show here, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I figured, I figured, Yeah, I figured. yeah.
5: I mean, we're just executing on such a high level right now. It's 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 pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um, what what kind of challenges does this Todd Bowles give you guys? I, I mean, obviously you, you did well um, first time around. You beat him twenty five to eleven. Um, you, you ran the ball well, but but Todd Bowles, the veteran defensive coordinator, what what kind of challenges does he
0: possess? I mean, like you said, Todd Bowles. He is one of the smartest people in the league, Um, and we have to again, we have to do a great job. Whether it's running the ball, passing the ball, you know, they can they can mess up the game in in the in the running. They can mess the running game up if we're not on top of our points. So they did that. They did a great job last time of disguising the coverages um, and moving the front, making sure that. You know, we, we couldn't get any double teams on them, uh, working up to the linebacker. So we just got to be, again, aware uh, of the situation, um, and then go out there and execute. So yeah, this is a tough. This going to be a tough game. It's going to be a very physical one too. Um, Todd Bowles is, is a great defensive coordinator, but we got some great guys too, and we looking forward to this week.
5: How much different are they? Do you think from the last time uh, that you guys played them? As you guys look over the tape.
0: I've got to be honest. That, that first time we played them feels like we played them two years ago. It feels like so long ago. <laughs> I mean,
5: holy cow! It, was, it, was it feels a like a different season. season.
0: It was, it's a long season. Um, I mean, honestly, I ain't gonna lie to you. I've already forgot the question you asked me. What was it again? No, I was wondering
5: like <laughs> how, how much different the Bucks are uh, now, later in the season, than they were earlier in the year.
0: Well, I got to be honest to you. I haven't watched any film yet. Um, I spent the last day and a half just focusing on recovery. So tonight, after this phone call, I'll probably open the iPad and uh, look at some tape, and then we'll probably come in tomorrow and go sit with Stout, go over the the the, 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 the general game plan for the week, and what what he's looking for us to do. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, one
2: well, with Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata joining us here in the afternoon show. Uh, Jordan, a lot of noise outside of the NoviCare. Uh, with us in the the fan base in the media talking about the team and obviously people aren't necessarily happy with the way the team has played coming down the stretch so much so there's been a lot of discussion about head coach Nick Sirianni's job in the future and that sort of thing I'm just wondering from a player's perspective do you guys hear that noise Um, is that a rallying cry for you guys as players. What's, what's that? How's that? How are you guys been able to handle sort of that noise on the outside about the head coach's future and whether or not he should be coaching for his job or not?
0: We we haven't been listening to that. Um, that's, you know, to us, that's not part of our process. And I don't, you know, no, my, my, most of the guys haven't addressed that just because we just don't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. That's just the thing. We know, we know ourselves as players that coach is taking all the blame for us, but we're not doing enough executing on our part. You know, coming out here and facing the music, like there's a lot of stuff that he takes takes the brunt off for us, and I can understand the frustration of the fans, especially here in Philly. It's a passionate fan base. That's first things first. So, yeah, this this, this is gonna be. I, I guess this is a rallying cry for. For us as players to come together and and play for play for coach if we're not already doing it, you know, mm-hmm. like this is we do this every week. We're in this together for the long run. So this is this is nothing new to us. We just have to keep playing for each other, man. And as as much as it looks like we're not, we really are. We need to play with with pride and passion, man.
5: Yeah, and uh, Jordan, obviously this will be the last time I think you're on WIP uh, before the playoff game on Monday night. I mean, last thing before we let you go, I guess a message to the city as we head into uh, to, to Monday night down in Tampa Bay.
0: Stick with us. <laughs> ride, it, ride the highs and ride the lows with us, man. We got you. We got you. We got you. We're going to play with passion. We're going to play with pride. We're going to bring home this dub. But well, we have got to take it one day at a time. And until then, we'll see you guys on Monday. All right,
2: all right, brother. Good luck Monday, man.
0: Thanks, Jordan. All right, see you guys. Take care, Jordan Mailata. Mm-hmm. Love talking to him.
5: Yeah, him and BG echoing the same sentiment. Oh man,
2: makes you feel. Listen, hey, it, when you when you need um, to have someone lift your spirits up or what have you, now, those are certainly the guys that, <laughs> that I would go to. Yeah, when, when you when you want that done. Um, because I believe, and listen, I the one thing about those two guys—they've been consistent with their message. I believe it's genuine. I believe it's authentic. Doesn't always show up in the field with results, right? And I get that. And I'm not talking about them individually. I just mean collectively, uh, from a team standpoint, over the last five to six weeks. But I do believe, and I heard Hugh talking about, I heard Hugh talking about this earlier. I believe the players believe that, and 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 as players. You sometimes have to try to convince yourself of these things because the alternative is giving up. Like, do you want them to say, "You know, we don't have a shot to win. Everybody's oh, yeah. mad at us. Nobody likes us. Everybody Nobody appreciates us. us. Everybody hates us." What's the point of going out there? Like, you don't want them doing that, and so they do have some pride. And and, and quite frankly, while we're talking about, <laughs> it'd been great if Jordan had said this, but if if We're talking about them going out and playing for Nick Sirianni and Nick Sirianni's coaching for his job. I got newsflash. Some of you players are playing for your job.
4: worker of yours.
2: Start with that. Start with that, right? Like, play, take the field as if your job security is on the line. See, when everybody gets all comfortable and everybody got a fat contract and everybody's safe, then that's so, oh, he's going to blame the coach. Fire him. Can't fire the player. Well, some of these players start realizing that they don't have job security. That'll bring a different approach to practice, to the games, Paying attention to details, like they they say these things, and I and again, I'm not talking about Jordan and, and BG because I believe they are very authentic yep. and, and genuine in, in their beliefs. But some of these guys, you get that message coming out of, out of the locker room, and you wonder, do they really believe what they're saying, or are they just repeating the message that they've heard from some of the other guys? Like uh, Jordan's been around here. Jordan got drafted in what 18?
5: Uh, the year after the Super Bowl, the Dillard year, yeah. It's, Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, I always remember it as Diller's <laughs> first round. Jordan was seventh round, so it might
2: have been nineteen then. Huh?
5: I thought he was maybe maybe I was maybe I'm wrong.
2: At I, least I think it, it is the Dillard year. I just can't remember which year. Dillard wasn't here for the Super Bowl. So I take everything after seventeen. Right. So it must have been either eighteen or nineteen. It was eighteen. It was eighteen. So yeah, it was the year after the Super Bowl. The Goddard draft. Yeah. So that was yeah, that was the Goddard and uh Monte Maddox drive draft. Yeah, Dillard was the only bad pick in the draft. Yeah, our first round. But no, he wasn't
5: there. No, that was because D- Diller must have been 19 then because remember they traded out of 32 to get Goddard. Ah, yeah, you're right. So Right. you did the
2: Diller draft show that night. Idea. I did do the draft show that
5: night. It's <laughs> I produced it. That's the reason I remember. And it was like we got Dude. to 11.58. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then they decided to trade the pick. Yeah, yes. It was rumored all
5: day. It was awful. But Lamar I, Jackson. I know. Should have kept. Well,
2: we don't even really like, – we had, we had Wentz and and that whole thing,
5: but – because I think we're smart enough to realize that we're never going to move off Wentz and draft Lamar.
2: No, I know. I'm just saying it's 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 crazy to think that we gave Baltimore the pick. Oh yeah, to get Lamar Jackson, he may be getting ready to be a two time MVP and possibly headed to the Super Bowl. Yeah,
5: it's wild. But I, you, know, you mentioned the you mentioned the, the and, and BG. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be so disappointed if it looks like they're not going out and, and playing for each other. On yeah. The day. You know, because like you do have the the BGs, the lanes. I'm the, telling
2: you, man. Yes,
5: the Kelsey's, the Coxes. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Balls, Fletches. Yeah, yes. you have the Fletches. Where it's like, Ew. these guys, <laughs> these guys are are all time Eagles. Yeah, and if and if means something to put on that jersey, you can't. They cannot go down to Tampa and it look
2: something like a lifeless performance.
5: Can't happen. I agree. Like I think that I think this team would do irreparable damage to, to the fan base. Well,
2: that. I think I may explode. Yeah. myself. I mean, and the last time I actually literally exploded was it was I think it was during Andy's last year, I believe, because those those were some lackluster performances. The year they went four and twelve, I thought they gave. It was a game we played against Atlanta. Atlanta came here, and I think they they must have beat us like thirty something to I don't know thirteen or fourteen something like that. It Just looked it looked pathetic. It just look, it just looked bad and. I was doing the I was doing the uh, Comcast uh, Sportsnet show before I got whacked there. Um, as I was part of the post game show that year, <laughs> I was part of the post game show that year, and I just remember losing it in a sort of a Seth Joiner manner. Um, and I remember getting uh, text messages uh, that evening, and even that in, into that next day. That morning, from people in the building that appreciated what I said. Because it was – I just felt like for a guy like Andy Reid, who had done as much as he had done Mm -hmm. as a head coach here, for – to have these players – and that was the whole Dream Team squad. So you got all these mercenaries on this team who aren't really Eagles, and that's kind of what I said. Like, you guys aren't Eagles, some of you guys. You put that uniform on, you put that helmet on, you don't represent what Eagles football is supposed to look like. And – it was the last time I really had that type of explosion on the air. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, and but I mean, I got, I, I'm just saying, that's, you give one of those types of performances Monday, and that's the type of stuff you can't hold back from no. saying what it really is.
5: Because this team, this team means a lot to the city. Yeah. And, and then I, I, and there's nothing worse than looking
2: like you quit.
5: Exactly. Like nothing a, worse than that. Like guys. the Giants game, you want to say they didn't show up, in the, and after the AJ thing happened, right. and they said, you know what, let's just say healthy, sure. They did lose at home to the Cardinals, a three-win team, and, and put up a pretty lifeless effort defensively in that game. That can't happen on, on Monday. They have to have a sense of pride. And I'll be, I'll be surprised if they come out with a lifeless performance on Monday. But I can't rule it out at this point. I agree. Like, that's the, that's the, the crazy part about where we're at. And I look at the team, and I think there's
2: two different issues going on on both sides of the ball. I think there is a true lack of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but there's also, I believe, a lack of belief in what they're doing. Yes. On I, that side of the ball. They
5: look like they've it's, – it's not only are, do they think they're that good, I don't know if they, they trust the guy that's putting the calls right, in. Right, right. Mean, that's it, why they, it looks like they're all over the
2: place. And you know one guy who certainly is rolling his eyes whenever he hears the defensive play call and it says he needs to drop to the flats exactly. or drop 10 yards down the hash mark. So, yeah, that doesn't help. Offensively, I think there's, a, there's more of a schematic rhythmic thing going on on that side of the ball. If you can, if that, if you can understand what I'm saying there. In other words, I think there's something to whether or not everybody's on the same page on that side of the football, mm-hmm. right? And and that's from a s- scheme standpoint, and then the execution standpoint. But defensively, it's like they got their own set of issues to deal with over there.
5: It's unfair to put it all on one kind of team. I mean, the defense has their own issues, yeah, and the the offense feels like there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, cooks in the kitchen. Or, or That's a good way to put it, like yeah. There's a lot of. When
2: you talk about connectivity, that's the side where I'm looking like, I wonder if they're connected on that side of the bar.
5: I agree. Defensively, they're connected. They just might not have the uh, <laughs> the right the right horse. Let's go to Hassan in Strawberry Mansion. What's happening, Hassan?
6: Not much. Good afternoon, fellas. What's up? What's up, Hassan? Nothing much. I called in because I agreed with Belichick initially and Ike, you – He threw me all to the left. Blasphemous talk about about Jalen, man. Like I understand, I understand he's not top, but the State 15, like I had. That's what he's playing. That's where
2: no, that's where he's playing at right now. I had. had
6: You can't name ten quarterbacks playing better than Jalen. Stop it.
2: Okay, well, I I I won't waste your phone call with naming ten, but we can certainly go through the exercise.
6: I mean, just just go to NFL.com. They don't think it's is ten quarterbacks better than Jalen.
2: That's playing better than Jalen
6: right now? Yes. How great yes. is how great but is Jalen playing waste, right now? I'm not gonna waste my phone call with that, because he's not playing that great right now. Stroud, so that, not, that's that. quarterback's better than me. Stroud Stafford, so Lamar, that
5: be, Mahomes, Baker, Josh Allen, Baker Goff. Purdy, Jordan Love and Dak Prescott. There's ten.
6: Game. There's that name ten for you. Baker?
5: Have you looked at Baker's numbers?
6: Have you? Yeah. You can't be serious. Why? Like what numbers are you speaking
5: of? Baker's got a higher—he's uh, throwing he's from, for more touchdowns. It's a higher quarterback rate. I mean, what what else? Turn, do you turn the ball over less. Uh,
6: <laughs> no, uh, listen—you don't even. neither one of you believe it. Neither one. I wouldn't you take Baker. It? I wouldn't over. take Remember? Baker
2: Hassan. I think what you're, you're you're taking something I said about him playing at a ten to fifteen level, and you went straight to fifteen, and you got offended by that.
0: Yeah, sure, yeah. What about <laughs> anyway. Belichick?
6: I mean, come on, let's get back on track. Let's, let's, let's bring let's in, in a winner. Let's bring track. in a winner. Belichick, aside from his offensive standpoints, because I, I kind of agree, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any offensive background, but not that I – he did want Jalen initially before the Eagles drafted him. Josh McDaniels was that coordinator. I would be fine with that. McDaniels in a coordinated position. And let's not forget, everybody speaks to Tom Brady – who unlocked Lawrence Taylor? Like, did we forget about that? Yeah, we don't. Like, like who was behind that? Bill Belichick. All right, then. And what do we have here? The I next Lawrence. We Lawrence Taylor. Ain't got no damn Lawrence Taylor Lawrence. here. I know we got that. You got Lawrence Carter. Taylor, but Hassan Reddick could be something. You oh, give him something and put him on that, and do
2: what he. Well, as long to as they stop dropping
5: back. I mean,
2: exactly. hold on, Hassan. Are you saying that because your name is Hassan
6: too? <laughs> No, I'm saying because he's good. Do you like, think that do you think that these Belichick guys didn't just stop being good? Do you think Belichick like Jalen, if he was
5: the defensive coordinator would drop us on Reddick and coverage seven times in a game?
6: No, I don't. But <laughs> I don't think so either. Jalen, this this notion that Jalen just like did they just start blitzing Jalen three games ago or something, or was he blitz his whole life, that he can't re- pick up a blitz? Like that notion is ridiculous to me. Like, offense, why, are they,
5: why are they so bad against? Them? Yeah, twenty eighth in the league. Twenty eighth in the league.
6: Well, it's not just Jalen; it's the offensive line as well. They're not picking it up either. Like okay. Jalen can't block for himself. Like I understand if the if the if the wide receivers aren't hot, Reeb Right? Mm-hmm. We see that. Mm-hmm. We see that. Like you want Jalen to just pre. Predetermine where he's going with the football every time. That's not gonna no, work.
2: No, what I want Jalen to do, Hassan, is to be anything other than an average quarterback. That's what I want Jalen to do. And you're talking to the guy who who's defended the guy all year long. So let's not act like I've been I've been you know crapping on Jalen all year and, and he's being disrespected. I can go through his numbers if you want me to. And if his name wasn't attached to him, you would say those are average numbers like averaging 229 yards passing a game. Same TDs and INTs as Dak. 23 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. Last
5: year, that's not even fumbles.
2: Yes. Like, like if I just give you his numbers, there's nothing special about his numbers, his quarterback rating, his QBR rating, all of these things over the last five to six weeks. Yeah, the first 11 weeks, I made the argument, top three quarterback in the league, MVP favorite. But over the last 6 weeks, I can't say that. No. I can't say that. And you tell me where he's done he he not directly responsible, but he's certainly hurt. He's at one of these, if not at the top of the list, not further than being number 2 or 3 on the list and why they lost to Seattle.
5: Yeah, his worst game since what the Giants game in the two, two
2: interceptions late in that game and went rogue. Right? Yeah. Like, like, come on, man. Like, this idea that we can't criticize the quarterback, that is out the window. That's out the window, man. That's out the window. Nobody is above criticism on this team. We want to fire the coach. We want to get rid of this player. We want to get rid of that player. But you want to call up here and defend a quarterback that's played mediocre for the last month and a half and has done literally nothing to help you win a game except for one against the Giants.
5: Yeah. Not great.
2: Like what are you talking about? <laughs>
5: two one five. Like what? Well,
2: like what are we talking about right now?
5: Five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. Back into this stu- discussion next, but also some interesting audio from a former Eagle that is now in his new home and how he compared his time there. By, by the way, his time here. What's he doing to rally the troops? Uh, Where's
2: he picking everybody up off the ground and rallying the troops? You know, I hear a wide receiver make a declaration about the head coach and how he can appreciate the head coach defending them and this and that and the other. I haven't heard the wide receiver make that declaration about the quarterback yet this year when he's been under fire. Man, come on, man. probably the most important position. You touch the football more than anybody on the field. You have more of an impact on the results and the outcome of this game. You're supposed to be a special quarterback. We argue with people all year long about you being top five. It was disrespectful to have you at number seven. We did a week worth of shows off of that, of being disrespected. And I look at his numbers right now. They look average to me. What are you talking about? They're average.
5: Agreed. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Back in the discussion next and some interesting audio from a former Eagle on his time here versus his new home. We'll get to all that coming up next here on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
4: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and